0: It's this constant two-way street, our expectations of ourselves, that oftentimes will translate into expectations of other people, which may or may not be realistic.
1: If we're unreasonable with our expectations with ourselves, we're likely unreasonable with our expectations of others, and it leads to a lot of disappointment. Welcome to Clarity Cafe. I'm Callie, and I'm here with my clarity sister, Barb today we're going to talk about how to manage expectations versus reality. And this was a listener request. So shout out for requesting it. Thank you very much. And we're going to dive into this topic. We're going to explore expectations, both our own expectations and what to do with them and how to kind of sort through and manage them. And then also other people's expectations and sort of how to manage and handle and navigate that. So at the end of this episode, we're going to have some clarity on taking the pressure off because really expectations can cause a lot of stress. So let's dive in. First things first, think about your overall life goals. Now, let's not get carried away here and think too big or too strong on this one, but just like basic stuff like, I don't know, I want to be healthy. I want to I enjoy my days. I want to be happy. I want to have a fulfilled friendship or social life or family life, whatever those are, just super simple. Think about those goals and just put those in the back of your mind as we navigate this conversation. because. When we think about expectations and as we explore these together, we want to be able to reflect on whether or not expectations that we hold for ourselves or that others or others are holding for us actually line up with our overall goals. So let's talk about expectations. Where do they come from? Barb, help us walk through a little, you know, thought process around where all these things come from.
0: Where do these expectations that we have of ourselves and other people come from? It's such a great question when you start looking at it, because I think we just take those things for granted most of the time. A lot of the time, we're just, we're carrying them around a little bit like baggage, right? And some of them are easy to carry around. Some of them have wheels, you know, some are small and large, like we've talked about before about leaving your baggage. Well, I think we can think about expectations that way. We might not even be aware of where they're coming from. And some of those expectations might have been set really early in our lives, right? And some of them might be really positive, right? That, you know, even when someone just says, yeah, have a good day, like did your mom and your dad, you know, as they were leaving for work or whatever they were going to do during the day, did they have positive expectations about their lives and, and about your life? And how did you pick up those early patterns? And some of the times those expectations are things we can push against and aspire to. And some of the times those expectations might not be as positive. And as we kind of move through looking at what our expectations are, we might want to figure out, oh, how old was I when I first started having that expectation of how things were going to go? And I was having a wonderful conversation with a dear friend recently about some things that had happened as a young child to her and based on how her family had been, that there were some limiting expectations set on her in terms of what she would be able to achieve. And we were discussing how wonderful it was that she had really exceeded those expectations and was of great service to other people and to her family and to the world. And then we kind of got to the conversation about self-care and putting herself first and taking care of herself so that she could help take care of other people and recognizing that that was a valid expectation for her to have. And as we, you know, sat with that conversation a little bit, we figured out that there was some very early programming that that she was still acting unconsciously out of that was keeping her from being able to do that and to take the best care of herself that she could. So, you know, I said to her, "I, I think we might have come on something good here. And how about as a Expectation going forward, I'm going to help hold you accountable for living into your full self care and the full best way that you can be, but no pressure. So there's a lot to unpack in the story (laughs) that I just told. I think I got about 15 points in there. This is a big topic. So I had a high expectation for how this podcast was (laughs) going to
1: go. (laughs) Well, I think it's a big topic, right? And we're sip size clarity here. So we're not you know, gallons of of <laughs> conversation. But, but when we do just take a quick kind of swipe there, one way to categorize these things in our minds is to think, okay, so I have these expectations. Now, which ones are mine of myself? Of those, which ones came from to your point of your friend story, you know, In the background, in our childhood and young adulthood, we may have picked up other expectations and interpreted them into and created them as our own, but they're truly not our own. So understanding, first thing is like, are the expectations I have of myself reasonable? Each one of us, for example, has a health picture of our lives like how much energy we wake up in a day for some of us it fluctuates for some of us you know we're morning people we're night people we're somewhere in between people and we may not have all the energy at certain points in the day so if you're a morning person expectations that you're going to work a 12-hour day and still be productive at you know midnight may not be reasonable Or if you're a night person, you know, thinking that you're going to be super productive those first couple of hours may or may not be reasonable. But then where did I get that message that I should be productive in the morning if I'm a night person? Well, that's society. That might have been a family member that believed that early birds get the worm. You know, there's a lot of conversation around that. So. This is just an example of how we begin to unpack our expectations and then recognize what's reasonable and what's not reasonable. And that can be interesting when we are navigating expectations of other people and what we expect of them. So, this is a big, big topic. This could be an entire season, but let's just simplify by saying, hey, I have expectations of myself, and I'm going to inventory those, and I'm going to kind of sketch out, are these mine? You know, maybe take a piece of paper, make three columns. First column is what are expectations I hold myself to, like on a daily basis or on a life basis? And then did I create those or did they come from somewhere else? And are they serving me? So do they need to be modified or removed? That would be your third column. So Understanding what the kind of background is of that and inventorying it and getting realistic with our expectations with ourselves can allow us to begin to look at where we're holding our expectations of other people. There's a lot of conversation out there, but there's one that says, is it really fair for me to have expectations with other people? Now, boundaries, that's a different conversation, but If we're unreasonable with our expectations with ourselves, we're likely unreasonable with our expectations of others, and it leads to a lot of disappointment. So, you can see how going through this process of inventorying and assessing and kind of sitting with and then revising our own personal expectations can impact how we have expectations for others, or even if we should. And then also, How do we relate to expectations that people have of us? And if we're reasonable with our expectations with ourselves, then when people start to put expectations upon us, we might be a little bit more clear, have a little more clarity on how we navigate that space.
0: Yeah. So we talked about sort of that it's this constant two-way street, our expectations of ourselves that oftentimes will translate into expectations of other people, which may or may not be realistic, both of those, and expectations then that other people have on about us that we then interpret as realistic or not realistic or kind or not kind, et cetera. Because I think part of being a human is that we want to have empathy and understanding of other people. And the fastest way we feel like we can get there is, is this is how I feel. I wonder if this person feels the same way. And as we get to a more nuanced version of this feeling, oftentimes an expectation has a feeling with it, right? It has a feeling of, oh, there's going to be happiness if this happens, if someone shows up at my door with an unexpected bouquet of flowers or if, you know, someone has a really good attitude during the day and helps me out with something. And then vice versa, those things can affect our mood if we don't have a positive outcome of an expectation. So I think one of the first things that's valuable to do, is you were saying, if you take a self-inventory, but also just be really present in a conversation about what your expectation is. Sometimes I find myself really busy and I'll think, okay, this person could do that. This person's really good at this. Then it's all going to come together. And I kind of have an idea of how there's going to be a great outcome. And that's a great way to manifest, by the way. And I super encourage positive goals and manifestations. Obviously, that's how we all kind of get to our best version of ourselves at any given point in time. But also allowing for it's unlikely if there are five things that have to happen for everything to go perfectly for that to actually work out that way. And that's okay. And it's likely too that that there's still be a great outcome and it won't fit the expectation of how it was going to go at all. And being open and present to the things that kind of change and that there's value there. Because it's like, oh, I always thought everything kind of had to go perfect for me to be able to get an A in my class or in my day. And you know what? Things can go sideways and I can still end the day. And in that interaction with an A in my mind, with a with a positive high grade of how everything went, which is a very righteous cycle of then setting realistic expectations for next time. Because I just dealt with the realities that happened, the messiness of life, and I still ended up with a positive version of that. So part of my practice on expectations is recognizing that they are a manifestation idea and that they're going to change and there still can be a great outcome.
1: Mm, I love that. And first of all, I am getting a living example of going with the flow. My expectation is that we are going to do this podcast. Also, I had an expectation that because it was 80 degrees and sunny yesterday, that today would be a fine day. Weather-wise would not impact anything to do with podcasting. However, as Barb was talking, and I'm going to apologize if y'all can hear it in the background, but while I'm sitting here listening to Barb, all of a sudden, hail starts coming down. We went from 80 degrees yesterday to hailing today, and it's really, really loud. I love
0: that because that means we're all the weather people of our
1: own lives. And we think we look at that weather app that we know what's going to happen. That's it. And then it it doesn't. doesn't. (laughs) But I love that because what a better adventure when I don't have such rigid expectations of my environment, that I can't just say to everybody, hey, y'all, I'm sorry if it's hailing. My apologies uh, (laughs) for the noise. Let's keep rolling. And then we're going to have something to talk about. And adventures are far more fun when we don't restrict them with expectations. So like vacations. And I love to adventure. I mean, I have a degree in recreation, literally a degree in recreation. And so I love to adventure. (laughs) It's one of the thousands of things I love about you, Callie. is
0: you got a degree in recreation. (laughs) Therapeutic recreation. In other words, fun. (laughs) That's it.
1: And partially comes with... um, you know, having that ADHD brain, but I can really be in the present moment of whatever happens and roll with that and not miss an opportunity for a really cool thing to happen because I'm restricted with my expectations. So Barb, I love what you said about outcome. My expectation is that I go on an adventure and the outcome is that I had a good adventure. Well, That may mean that my adventure plans change because an opportunity came up to go hike up a mountain or go see a waterfall I didn't know about till I got there, or just sit there and chit chat with one of the local artists and learn their life story and have a fine time just learning someone else's story. That may not have been what I planned for the day, but because I wasn't suffocating my life with my expectations, or in this case, my adventure with expectations, I get a better outcome, which is a far more enjoyable experience and a great story to tell.
0: Mm. 100%. Those, those uh, surprises and changes and kind of the flexibility uh, to have a structure and then an expectation and then be able to flow within that uh, to just be in the present moment. So powerful.
1: Mm. Barb, a question for you here. What would you say? I'm, I'm playing with words here. So we got expectations, right? Like, and there's expectations that are reasonable. And perhaps there's another word and help me if you've got one. And there's expectations that are unreasonable, reasonable and unreasonable. Now, unreasonable, we can call those expectations that are we're going to, you know, not follow necessarily. But the ones that are reasonable, like, for example, what would you call it when as friends, When something's come up for me, I know that you will be there for me when you can. And if I call and you're not available or whatever, I don't have an unrealistic expectation that you're going to drop everything. But I know that when you have a moment to be present, you will be. So what is that thing? Is that an expectation? Or is that a knowingness? Or is that a, it's not a boundary. It's not a responsibility. But what is that? Because I can hear listeners kind of okay, well, if I have no expectations of anyone, how do I know what to expect from people? Which is kind of a funny thing,
0: (laughs) but you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That way I won't be disappointed, but uh, yeah. And I think some people actually do intentionally not have expectations to avoid hurt and disappointment, which is another point on that. But, you know, expectation is an interesting word because it's kind of loaded that there's a judgment and a value to it whereas i think in the situation that you're talking about there where you have a knowingness that no matter what i'm always going to be there for you and i have the same knowingness of you that to me feels like a you know much more grounded and super safe and comfortable and as i'm having this conversation with you right now i'm thinking what if what if a lot of our expectations got grounded in that feeling of safety that there could be some variability. Maybe I'm tied up. Maybe my phone's dead and I'm on an airplane or something, so I can't get back to you right away, but I will always get back to you as fast as I can. That gives me this flexibility to move within that within that expectation, and it feels mm-hmm. more safe and grounded. And maybe we need to make up a new no, word for
1: that. That's great. The <laughs> word that came up as you were talking is agreements. So like, mm, yeah, and in a great way, like- We agree to be present for each other. I don't think we've ever said it like that until this very moment. Hey, y'all, Clarity Fam, we agree to be there for you too. That's why we've created this online community uh, is out of the friendship that Barb and I have and, and all of our Clarity Fam, you're all part of that friendship now. And so that's an agreement. Our agreement is to be open and affirming and our agreement is to be Exploring the nature of humanity and how to be human and present with each other. I guess that's a little different than an expectation. Right.
0: Yes. And I love that. So a couple of things, I have to keep this straight in my head so I can get this out. As you were saying that I was just seeing this beautiful scroll unrolling with beautiful calligraphy, the agreements, mm. you know, <laughs> like written mm-hmm. in gold, you know, and all the light coming off of it. So I just had to mm-hmm. share that visual. And the other thing is that I think the distinction of these of agreements and that feeling of safety and being able to be present and flexible is expectations that are unrealistic And that may even be a misinterpretation of something that's happened to us or that we interpret another person has. So I know sometimes I'm harder on myself because I make up an expectation that other people have of me, Mm. whereas actually I'm putting all that pressure on myself. They're just happy if I show up, (laughs) you know, most of the time people
1: are happy if you just show up and be present and do your best. That's the agreement, right? Barb, the agreement is to be present. That's the agreement. Yeah, the agreement is to show up. What we do when we get together, that's a different thing. So I don't have to plan all that out. You know, I can say, "Oh, hey, let's play in VR," right, Barb? But we may end up mm-hmm. we aim, we yeah. may end up singing on karaoke, and we don't really care. Whatever the fun is, the fun. But our agreement is to show up and be present and spend time together. And I we don't have to have expectations. That it has to be a particular way.
0: I'm <sighs> taking a nice, deep, grounding, relaxing, taking the pressure off kind of breath mm. with that idea. And so, you know, <sighs> boy, clarity fam, let's all just like be present to those people in our lives and and to ourselves when we give ourselves that gift. Yeah. And let's find. Let's do more of that. Yeah. Let's let's order. Let's order a case of that. Mm.
1: <laughs> Can we get on subscribe? And save. <laughs> yeah, that's auto ship, 100%. <laughs> uh, it's really, I think, the crux of all of it. And I, we did say we'd get into managing other people's expectations of us. And I think a lot of times expectations actually go unsaid.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are the hard- hardest ones to deal with because you're making it up.
1: You're making it up. <laughs> you're responding to an intuitive or a telepathic conversation or a perceived telepathic conversation. Like you said, you perceive that somebody expects X, Y, and Z of you. So, therefore, you're reacting to making sure you deliver X, Y, and Z when it may not necessarily even be what they were thinking at all. And I think in work, you know, agreements still hold true when I test that word out because, you know, I agree to show up. I agree to, to do these functions. I've agreed to these dates. I, degre- I agree to these deliverables. But I think when we get into certain types of expectations, and I know we're kind of playing with vocabulary here, but the, the heart of it is when someone has to get into expecting exactly how we do those deliverables, there's a word for that. And it's called micromanaging. And it's not fun.
0: <laughs> mm. It's painful, and and by the way, micromanaging always sets up a bunch of expectations that are unrealistic. Because how I do something well is not how someone else does something well. Mm. And there can still be a great outcome. Mm-hmm. But did you ever have a job, particularly like kind of earlier in your career, where somebody was just constantly looking over your shoulder, mm. and uh, and you felt kind of stifled? Mm. That's the way people feel when you impose expectations. I think that's the way I feel. If I think if I interpret that this expectation is I'm going to do it exactly this way, Mm -hmm. like cooking a meal, I can never cook a meal the same way twice. Mm -mm. And I'm always happy that it's going to come out great. And every once in a while, I'll get busy talking or having fun and and something gets burned. And that's cool, too, because there's always something else to eat. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) That's right.
0: I mean, I really can remember a time in my life when I was so hard on myself if something didn't go well, that I really wish I could give that gift to everyone that just they not to have that judgment and those expectations, because it's so much better to live in a body and be comfortable with whatever happens.
1: Less stress, Mm. less stress. So, all right, let's break this down. So first step is to say, okay, what are the outcomes I'm looking for? good work product, delivery of something or an adventure or an experience, what are the outcomes? And then looking at the expectations and saying, are the expectations that I'm running reasonable? Are they gonna deliver that outcome? Did they come from me? Did they come from my past? Did they come from someone else? Or am I suffocating a relationship by all the expectations I'm putting on someone else? So really kind of looking at the arrows and which directions those may be coming from and then taking a step back and recognizing all the pressure and stress that that causes and then just pop in that balloon and allowing you to say, my expectation is that I want to spend time with this person or that I want to deliver this great project for work. And rather than suffocate myself or others in expectations, I'm just going to look at the agreements that are surrounding it, and I'm going to operate out of those agreements, which allow me to still have self-care, allow me to care for others and be present with others, and deliver or experience the outcomes that we're looking for. So there it is, Clarity fam. Thank you to the listener who created this request. It was such a fun topic, and for those of you engaging on our social, we're on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. Just find us. Or you can go to our website, claritycafepodcast.com. We love the likes. We love the follows. We love the DMs and the comments. And keep them coming. Oh, and by the way, check out the merch. <gasps> the merch that's right (laughs) thank you for that we're having some fun that's it oh we've launched the store it is up it is launched there are positive messages clarity reminders of you got phone covers and t-shirts and tote bags and all the fun stuff to just keep your brain in a fun happy self-loving loving humanity space so go check out the merch and uh love to see pics of whatever you get it's been so fun to create all that colorful artwork and uh thank you for the reminder barb i'm not excited about it either, either. i mean not at all <laughs> or we might be rocking some t-shirts over here but we might tell. be rocking some t-shirts and some jackets and, and all kinds cell of cell phone covers here. i know it's fantastic all right y'all so uh you know the deal take what works from this podcast leave what doesn't And if something's working for you, share it with others. Start a conversation. There is so much negativity floating around in this world today. This is your opportunity to lean in and start to change what we talk about. Share new things with your friends. And if you learn something new, hey, bring it back. Share it. We love to have that type of conversation that is evolving us all. And uh, until next time, be well.